Orale, bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP podcast. This is your host Jorge Martin, and we've gone. We have officially gone thirty-two for thirty-two on this Familia FFP YouTube page NFL Insider Series. I, this is fantastic. This playlist is just gold. It is gold. There's so much great information on there, and, and I, I mean, yeah. If this is the first one you're watching. Go back and watch the rest of them. That's all you need to know for your fa- for your fantasy football for every one of the 32 NFL teams. Uh, also, want to make sure you're going to Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code FAMILIA23, and you're going to get matched up to the first $100 uh, on your first deposit. So you're, it's best ball season, FAMILIA. You can keep drafting all the way up to sept- September the 7th. And you're going to have drafts and then maybe cash in some money around New Year's Day. So get in there. Familia23 is your promo code. Uh, you know what? I, I'm just I'm just so pumped uh, that, you know, that we're able to get this uh, get this interview in. I know it's been a uh, crazy busy summer for our uh, for Invita de Lujo, but l- let's bring him in. Willie Lutz. I mean, uh, he's he's a return guest from last year. I just so enjoyed having him on. I'm so glad that you're able to bring him in. He is one of the hosts of the Same Old Stripes podcast. So we're going to be talking some Bengals from me, Dad. We're going to be talking some Bengals. So let's get into it. Willie, bienvenido. Thank you for joining us. Man, I'm fired up to be here. Uh, obviously, talking Bengals is something I'm very comfortable with and very excited to do. Uh, and thanks again for having me on the show. I had a blast last year, so I'm excited to give you the 2023 edition. Oh, well, you know what? I mean, just uh, almost to the Super Bowl last year and uh, <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl, I know, so close, so close. But Super Bowl aspirations every year, as long as number nine is there. Got a little scare uh, at the beginning of training camp. Uh, when I saw him hop off, I thought the worst. Thankfully, uh, it's a calf strain, but those can tend to linger for a while. What What are kind of, first off, what's the health check on there? And then let's just get into, you know, how you know what what we can expect from him this season so it's funny to me because i feel like now as a Bengals fan we just start every year here it's like what's joe burrow's limitations it's like damn it can we just have the quarterback stay 100 healthy um i think that um everything you've heard in the media is probably pretty accurate the one thing that has everyone scared right now is the jamar chase quote that's going around with the we don't know if he'll be ready by week one but i think that it, it's probably somewhere in the middle of the rosy end and the pessimistic end. Um, I think it's realistic at this point that we have to expect for the first couple weeks of the year, you're going to see a limited version of Joe Burrow with the calf strain, um, or at least a little bit more uncomfortable. We heard uh, the guy that really stuck out to me, Sam Hubbard, who actually had that injury just a couple of weeks before that famous fumble in the jungle that a lot of you might remember oh, yes. uh, listening to this podcast. Yeah, I think he was four weeks removed from that injury. He said he was still feeling that um, even through that game and through the playoffs. So, um, that injury does tend to linger. Now he's a quarterback and he's not like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson quarterback, but we do see Joe run a little bit. Uh-huh. He's not a bad athlete, um, especially for fantasy. I think you do have to be ready to go with some sort of option B and, and here's why a, we've already seen Joe Burrow have these slow starts throughout his career to the season. And we've heard him openly talk about getting more comfortable as the year goes on, reading what defenses are going to throw at him consistently and B, with the injury, if he's not going to be that guy that's producing touchdowns at the same level we saw last year, who's comfortable running up the middle and or going outside and trying to improv a little bit and picking up those extra rushing yards. If he's not going to be that guy for, I don't know, and this is just me guessing, maybe the first three to five weeks of the season, maybe you do want to have that option be ready to go. And then you're kind of paired with two nice quarterbacks throughout the season anyway, which kind of 
protects you from injuries. But if you draft Joe Burrow, I would just be ready to go with another option. My option would not be Trevor Simeon or Jake Browning on the Bengals. Don't do that whole thing. We're not doing that kind of handcuff. It's not like a weird running back handcuff situation. I just look for another starter that you can feel comfortable getting you some good points. Okay, because, yeah, right now he's going off as, like, anywhere from the fourth to the sixth quarterback. Yeah. Um, in fact, I just I just took him. So when he – and you know what, that, that's the thing. You know, we were talking – you were talking about getting off to slow starts because last year he missed time with the appendix. appendix. And then um, it was it was kind of rocky for about the first month, and then he was just you know just lights <laughs> Joe Burrow. out. Yeah, he was Joe Burrow. So yep. uh, Joe Burr. <laughs> um, so w- when we're when we're looking at when we're looking at him, I mean, I know they talked about the comfort in the offense uh, in all the offseason work, but again, there's nothing like training camp and getting you know maybe even getting a series in in preseason. Once we get back, I mean, maybe it's going to be the back half of the season. Um, I mean. I, I mean, we could be pretty much looking at a guy who could be, I mean, are we looking at a guy still looking at a guy who's, you know, you know, could be on pace for 4,800 yards and maybe 35 to 40 touchdowns if it were a 17 game healthy season. Yeah. As long as there's no weird, like they're going to like throw away the whole bills game thing this year. I, I, I would expect everything to be, close to MVP, if not MVP levels that we've come to expect from Joe Burrow. Um, and even with the slow starts we've seen from him, those numbers have come through in the season long metrics. Um, and especially because I know the Bengals feel more excited about their offensive line and they're going to be doing more down the field shots than they did last year when they really felt limited by what defenses were doing to them, you know, really taking away those deep shots. And, you know, those are obviously going to be a high result when you get 50 yards and a touchdown on a play. Not only is that fun for your football team, but your fantasy football team feels that pretty good, too. That's a nice little boost for you. I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming back in the Bengals offense this year. And so if you're a Joe Burrow fantasy owner in that regard, that should probably make you feel pretty excited. But especially the addition of Orlando Brown Jr., they're going to be more aggressive throwing the ball down the field. And, and you know what? You answered my next question because I was talking about how he t- took a lot more shorter shots last year. And that was uh, that was something that was uh you know, that people, some people were concerned, but yeah, I, I love the fact that, it, you know, that it is the expectation to take more shots. Speaking yeah. of shots, I mean, there, the, there's the dynamic duo, Jamar Chase, T Higgins. Now Higgins last year came in to the season with a shoulder, you know, coming off shoulder surgery. And I, and I think you even said that it was going to, it could be slow going for him. And it was just like you said, yeah, no one, no one could foresee what, you know, what happened with Jamar Chase just when he was hitting a nuclear phase. I'm right now recommending uh, even even before the injury to to Burrow, I was recommending Jamar Chase as the number one overall pick uh, because I think he is going to have a nuclear season at some point. And, uh, and I was going to say, what better year to have it than in his third year? I'm a little, should I temper that a little bit? Or uh, I mean, could, I, I mean, are we still going to be seeing, uh, you know, full, full tilt Higgins and Chase? I really think it's the Jamar Chase freak year. Like, and I'll get, I mean, first of all, third year in the offense, same coach, same quarterback, all that stuff going for him. But I really think the bigger thing at this point, and it goes with the Orlando Brown Jr. and taking more deep shots. If they're going to have more time to let Jamar Chase go win, and he doesn't need a whole lot of time to win, and he doesn't need a whole lot of space to win, there's just going to be more opportunities for him all over the field. But where I think the Bengals are going to be, 
really interesting to track in their approaches how they moved Mark Chase around. Because if you go look at that progression throughout the season, I can't think of the numbers off the top of my head. But as the season progressed last year, we saw a lot more of Jamar Chase bumping into the slot, bumping into the backfield even. Um, and as they continue to move him around, that's going to get defenses off balance and it's going to create more opportunities for him to get in space and create havoc. Bengals love putting Jamar Chase in space when they have the opportunity. They haven't had the offensive line to really set things up that they want to set up. Man, <laughs> I think picking Jamar Chase is first overall is pretty wise, and it's something I would advise to anyone. If I get the first overall pick in my league, that's the way I'm going to go. If you want to go Justin Jefferson, I get that as well. But just like you, I'd be saying it's probably time for Jamar Chase to have that number one fantasy player year. Yeah, and you know what? And uh, and it, it's some. I mean. It's funny, you know, so many people, you know, kind of think, oh, okay, is Chase, uh, you know, you picking Chase, does that mean you don't like Jefferson? It's like, no, it's like, hair. you know, <laughs> it's, it's splitting hairs. I think, the, I think really the only difference is Chase is more of a, of a threat to score, it seems like. I mean, I, I, I saw a stat that, you know, that, that Jefferson has played like 25 more games, but has only, I think, three more touchdowns than, than uh, Jamar Chase. So, um, I mean, that, that's going to be the, that's going to be a big difference in fantasy right there. Uh, yeah. he, I mean, last year, I remember, because I did an article on this, he, he had jumped his targets per game to 11. And that was just spectacular to think, to think that the, those 11 with a few more deep shots, uh, it, it, it's, it's phenomenal. Now Higgins though, and I know he's been one of your guys that you, that, that you've, uh, this is a contract year for him. He's, he, he appears to be healthy. Uh, you know, how, how much of a, a Robin is he going to be to chase his Batman this year and kind of like be one of the most valuable, like one B guys, like a Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddle. It is really fascinating. And I love that you pose that question because it is really one of the big Bengals questions this year. And it's a question T is going to have to answer for himself. Since it might depend on how much money he's going to end up getting either from the Bengals or in the free agent market. Whenever it hits, obviously as a Bengals fan, I'd love to have him, but just realistically speaking, those are the kind of things that affect the bottom line. Um, the Batman to the Robin thing is very interesting to me because we have seen T. Higgins explode when Jamar Chase isn't on the field. We've seen him put up wide receiver number one levels or numbers. But when they're on the field, he does perform at a wide receiver two I mean, capacity. It's just you talked about the share target or the target of shares for Jamar Chase. He gets 11 targets a game. There's other wide receivers. There's other weapons on this team. You know, Tyler Boyd's got to get his share too. Joe Burrow likes throwing the Trent Irwin. They like using their running games more and or their running backs more and more out of the backfield as passing options, especially what they saw from Joe Mixon last year. I do wonder if we see a little bit of maybe a clip down from Higgins in terms of fantasy production. Just as we talked about Jamar Chase having a massive season. Um, T. Higgins, and I hate to even say this about a Bengal, but he's been a guy that's been consistently hurt at times throughout seasons. I don't think that's going to change. He's a big guy. Big receivers get hurt. Nature of the beast, that's part of this league. I, I mean, at this point, he's one of those guys you kind of have to assume is going to miss three or four throughout the year, or he's going to get knocked out of a few throughout the year. Um, so that'll be a part of it, too. Just a couple factors that go into it. But I would still take Higgins pretty comfortably, I mean, as that kind of 1B and feel pretty confident about that. Do I see him maybe exceeding what we saw last year? I, that's really hard for me to kind of say you know, yes or no to, because what we saw last year is kind of what you would hope his ceiling looked like coming out of Clemson in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I think he might be who he is, but I'd love to be proven wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he is getting picked pretty high. He's getting in that second or third round, kind of like. Yeah, and he's very productive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So um, a couple of a couple other guys. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd is he kind of like an insurance? It seems like he only gets significant targets when either when either Chase or Higgins is out or limited, or maybe there's the occasional game. But also, I want to ask about Irv. You know, I, I want to see if you could give me a little on Irv Smith. Uh, what he could bring to this offense. So I'll start on Tyler Boyd because that's going to be faster. It's it's right in line with what you said. I mean, when take when T. Higgins or Jamar Chase goes out for a game or misses a couple games, throw Tyler Boyd right in your lineup. He's going to produce. Burrow loves throwing to him anyway. He's going to get more targets in those games. That's just how this Bengals offense works. They're going to feed the big three no matter what. And if one of those big three is out, guess what? Target share for the other two is going to go up. Um, on Irv Smith, and also, by the way, we know who Tyler Boyd is. He's been the same player for years and years and years. He's going to produce like the same player. That's who he is. Irv Smith Jr. is going to be probably one of the biggest boomer bust players in fantasy this year. I could see him being a really high-end tight end. I could also see him being the Irv Smith Jr. that we've known from the Vikings for years and years and years. And it, for him, it's really the injury thing. Because when we've seen him stay on the field and see him stay healthy, he's put up solid numbers. He's been a guy that gets in the end zone, gets touchdowns. He's been a guy that you can, you know – Throw some chunk plays to pick up 20, 30 yards, and that's how he's been used in training camp so far. It's not like Hayden Hurst where they are really just trying to get across the sticks a lot of the time with, you know, a bigger body tight end, someone a little more physical. Hurst Smith's not that big, but he is a damn good athlete, and he can play physical when he needs to. If you see – maybe not someone I would draft. Maybe not someone I would even roster – I mean, he probably won't go in a lot of bangle or non-Bengals things if I had to guess. I don't know what the trends are at this point. But if you start seeing him week one, week two, start to pick up those red zone targets and touchdowns right away because the Bengals stick with their trends. When they find a trend and they like a trend, they're going to dig right into it. And they've been looking for that kind of tight end for years. It's, it was part of their draft exploration. I think they really, really wanted Dalton Kincaid. The Bills moved up and took Dalton Kincaid, obviously. Um, so – I would just keep my eyes on early production from Irv Smith, and then that's probably how I would judge it. Because unless you see an early trend from him, I don't know that there's much to get into with it. Just because the Bengals' tight ends for the last two years with Burrow, they've performed about the same level, about 500 yards and three to five touchdowns, which is it, a lot of tight ends perform at that level. Oh, yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of – yeah. I mean, heck, I think I think so many people would take that if it was coming from Irv Smith, because uh, where you're yeah. going to be grabbing him, it's going to be much later in drafts. Yeah. Uh, one inter one interesting guy and, and almost polarizing is Joe Mixon, uh, because on the one hand, uh, solid season. He was very good in the passing game, 60 catches out of 70 uh, targets. Uh, the, the rushing production, only 810 yards on on around 200, a little more than 200 carries. So, uh, you know. So it's a contract year for him. Um, I, I think that I, 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 are we out of the water on potential legal issues? And, and also just uh, can you get me to not worry about the fact that tw almost 20 percent of his uh, fantasy points came in one game, that five touchdown game? I mean, he's a really tough case study at this point, man. I think that you and I have the same hesitations with him at this point. Um, he's just a guy you can't you wouldn't want to draft in a lot of situations. And I think a good example, we see the Bengals just completely abandon the running game at times. Like they are not afraid if the running game is not working, throw it out, 
We'll run the ball once every, I don't know, 10 plays just to keep them honest. But other than that, we'll throw it out. They're not afraid to do that. Granted, they have a better offensive line. I don't think that trend goes away. I think that that's something we'll see from the Bengals. And I think that Joe Mixon's such an interesting test case because there are opportunities where you can justify him more in like a PPR style league um, because he's still going to get a high volume of touches, at least for the first couple weeks of the season. Um, He's still going to get a lot of carries. He's still going to get a lot of targets. Uh, But I do wonder if you'd start to see Chase Brown, who they drafted and is a 24-year-old rookie, um, start to kind of eat up some of those shares. And we saw the Bengals at some points last year have a really even share between Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon to the point where you almost felt better about starting Samaj P. Ryan if you had to pick between the two. So I would stay away from Joe Mixon. Maybe he's a guy that if he falls really late, you're like, I'll stash him and maybe he has one more big breakout year left in him. But I mean, even in 2021, there was a lot of rust, especially that we saw in the playoffs starting to come out. But 2022, I mean, we don't usually see running backs pick back up after a big dip that doesn't associate with an injury. Joe Mixon had a little, I think, foot or ankle thing in camp, but he's a running back, man. We and This offseason has been the offseason of running back contract conversations. But to me, I don't think it's unfair at all for these owners and GMs to feel skeptical about paying running backs. And we see it when these guys dip, it doesn't typically pick back up. Yeah. And, and a lot of times when that dip happens, it's just like, it's just a cliff. It, it's just yeah. a cliff. It's tough on that. So, um, you mentioned Chase Brown, him over, it, it, does it look like him over Travion Williams is the, uh, as the backup? Yeah. I think that they'll use Travion Williams more in like a light Samaj P. Ryan role. I think they'll lean on him for as a third down running back. He's also out right now with a sprained ankle. So Chase Brown's taking all those second team oh. snaps that could really affect how the playing time gets divvied out when it all matters. So for those couple of reasons, I would probably lean on Chase Brown if you're looking for that next Bengals running back. Yeah, what's the saying? You can't make the club from the tub. So yep. <laughs> yep. yeah, you, you got you to do that. Best, availab- best ability is availability. Yes, sir. Um, okay, well, the offensive line, a little bit of a restructure. Uh, uh, signing Orlando Brown from the uh, Chiefs. So if you can't beat him, join him. And then moving Jonah Williams over to the right side, which there were some early murmurs that he wasn't happy about it. I just read an article in The Athletic that everything is, you know, everything is is skyline chili and, uh, you know, cold beer uh, and everything's good. You know, is is this offensive line going to be upgraded because it's going to be so much more important if if uh, if Burrow is at all limited with that calf to start the season? So upgraded, yes, but. Without question marks, no, as the Bengals uh, like to have on the offensive line. If it wasn't a Bengals uh, offensive line issue, we wouldn't have an offseason around here. Um, So I I think you identified the right tackle thing correctly. Um, That's the one big question mark for me. Left tackle, that's Orlando Brown Jr. I feel pretty good about that. Maybe not an elite tackle, but kind of in that like 10 to maybe like 12 to 8, somewhere in that range. Anywhere you Mm -hmm. put him in that sort of range, I feel pretty good about. Um, left guard Cordell Volson, decent as a rookie, expected to take steps forward. Ted Karras emerged pretty good at center last year. Alex Kappa, I mean, was the same player he was in Tampa, if not a little bit better. You just trust him there at right guard. The right tackle thing, though, they have other bodies they like, and that's what I think is, um, somewhat promising for the position. They obviously have Leo. I don't shouldn't say obviously, I don't think people are super aware of what Leo Collins is doing all the time, but they still have Leo Collins. Um, after destroying his knee last year, he's 
on the pup. He's further along in his rehab than they expect. But I mean, with any 30 plus year old offensive lineman coming off of a major knee reconstruction, uh, temper your expectations, folks. I mean, nine months is not a realistic timeline to come back from that injury with all those things. And Leo Collins is an injury prone guy. Jackson Carmen's a the guy they tried to guard for a couple of years and didn't like. Now they're trying to tackle and like him a little more. So the right tackle thing, you hope they can figure out between the three of them which one they like. Now the returns on Jonah Williams at right tackle in camp, they're pretty happy with it. Um, but we've heard that before from this team. They feel pretty comfortable where they are in tackle. And it'll, it really matters once you get T.J. Watt lined up across from you. When that matchup comes, you'll know right away. Now you get Miles Garrett week one, so that's fun too. Miles um, Garrett, not someone Jonah Williams has had much fun against, and a guy that the Browns have definitely designed to match up with Jonah Williams in the past, moving Miles Garrett from his normal post over to Jonah Williams' side even at times. So we'll have to watch. It's going to be, I, I think there will be growing pains just like there were last year, but I expect them to play at a much more capable level early than they did last year. So that's kind of where it is. They're going to be further along than they were last year, but expect some holes. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, further along is good, but yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> Still yeah. Bengals offensive line. <laughs> You're not kidding. You're not kidding. Yeah. Other side of the ball, Luana Romo has been able to, you know, cobble together some great defensive units over the, uh, over the past few years. You know, we're not talking 85 bears, but uh, how did they shape up uh, both against the run and against the pass? Well, this is a defense at its core, led by a player that the Bengals fans would probably say is the best nose tackle in the NFL. Not to be confused with defensive tackle Aaron Donald. We got plenty of respect for him, man. Um, but this run defense for the last few years has just been a group you don't want to go up against. I think they'll be one of the top three or four run defense. I mean, I don't think they came out that way in EPA, but they're pretty close. I um, mean, they've put in some crazy performances against Derrick Henry, against Nick Chubb, especially when DJ Reader's in the lineup. You don't want to run against this team especially if that's what you your team identity is, they're just going to take it away. Against the pass, though, I think it's going to be a, another situation where you really got to watch early and see how it goes. You have a brand-new starting safety tandem back there. Granted, it's your first-round pick from 2021 or 2022, excuse me, Dax Hill. It's a guy you like in Nick Scott. And you have Jordan Battle, who played a lot of starts at Alabama. Um, you have Chidobe Awuzie at corner coming off a torn ACL. And then you have Cam Taylor-Britt, who looked really good at times as a rookie last year, but he's in his first full year as a starter. What does that look like? He's had really awesome battles with Jamar Chase in training camp. If you go on Twitter and look up Jamar Chase, Cam Taylor, Britt, there's awesome clips. Those two have been going at it really tightly. Really impressive to see someone put that level of effort or just that level of coverage on Jamar Chase at that level of age, or that age level. Um, super impressive from him. But we got to see it in the NFL. We got to see it on the field. He did it last year throughout the playoffs, so maybe there's something to that, but I don't know. I think there's going to be some explosives early that are given up, but I expect that to be tightened up by the end of the season. We'll see what Lou Rumo has in the bag to kind of slow that down, but the one thing I think this team could do a lot more of is I think they're going to get more sacks. So if there's any statistical thing I expect to take a jump, they've upgraded that group. They've added more edge rushers. They've gotten healthier. They've gotten more experienced at defensive tackle. This group is going to get out to the quarterback this year. There's going to be a lot of pressure. I'd expect the sacks to pick up as well. First off, how pumped is this fan base? And uh, right now, considering where it's been uh, before Joe Burrow arrived. And, uh, but also, but first before that, um, 
that week 17 game, which is going to be the, the championship game, the championships of uh, championship week of fantasy playoffs, Chiefs Bengals. I mean, how incredible is it? Could that game be? Get your popcorn ready, folks. Um, at this point, what more can we expect from that game? There's crazy plays. There's just absolute nonsense that happens in the middle of it from both teams. You don't know what to expect. Um, man, that's just a perfect game if you love fantasy football and love that last day of fantasy football when you're tracking the championship. That game will matter so much. Um, you don't have to be a Bengals or Chiefs fan to like enjoy that one like just flat out. But the fantasy football implications, I mean, there's going to be with Travis Kelsey going, Jamar Chase going, T. Higgins going. That's going to be a fun day. Get your just pre-order your Buffalo Wings now. Get the beer in the fridge and just put Do Not Open until that January day. Get it all set up because that day is going to rule. Oh man! And and how is it with uh, Bengals oh, fans man, having Super yeah. Bowl aspirations? It's different, man. I'll tell you that. Um, I would say that it's been an interesting adjustment because when you go from all those years when you have Andy Dalton as your quarterback and you're like. Yeah, on paper, we could theoretically win the Super Bowl if the defense dominates for the entire playoffs and we get the one seed and all the other things happen. But now you're entering every season with, we have Joe Burrow at quarterback, period. We feel like we can win the Super Bowl. And there's going to be lean years. There, don't get me wrong. I mean, the Patriots were in aberration a little bit. The Packers are probably a better model for it. There's going to be ups and downs because the money is just too hard to consistently work out, especially for a smaller franchise in terms of the – you know, the GTP, the, the whole grand scheme of things, the Bengals are towards the bottom still. Um, now that they don't have plenty of cash coming in, because that's the joke for Earl effect too. But man, the excitement is just totally different. I think the one anecdote that I, I've shared with a lot of people is for my entire life, Cincinnati is always. Oh, I'm back now. I think you're I'm, back. You're back. Cincinnati, Cincinnati yes. has okay. been. So, yeah, I was going to say Cincinnati historically always been a Reds town. Everyone wears Reds gear all year long. You see it everywhere. It doesn't matter. It's shifted so much. You go into the grocery store. Everyone's in Bengals gear, Bengals hats, Bengals T-shirts, all the little kids in there, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow jerseys. The city is just totally <laughs> taking it on, man. It's. It's a really fun time to be a Cincinnati sports fan, but in particular, the Bengals have just given this town such an energy. And I think it's going to be hard to tamper it for a long time because the excitement's just so it's been validated by what's been on the field. Oh man. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And this is, uh, this has been wonderful. Uh, Willie, any, any new, uh, Mexican food takes? Ooh, any new I'm discoveries? Just just Brio tacos all year this year. The last year of my life has been Brio taco year. Just all the different. There's so many cool little authentic Mexican food trucks throughout Columbus, Ohio. But the oh. Brio tacos in this city have surprised me. I didn't think I was going to be able to get something that good quality. I sure have. <laughs> There's a couple oh. food trucks in this city that do it just right. You know what? I think everywhere when it, when you get a when you get a good food truck, it's just it's a go, it becomes a go to. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, love it. It's crazy. <laughs> love it. Oh man, and this has been awesome, uh, Willie. Please feel free pump whatever you got coming up. So same old stripes always coming weekly. Uh, YouTube, any of the Spotify, Apple Music, all of the above. 
Uh, the thing we definitely want you guys to go back and check out, we just had Cordell Volson, the Bengals starting left guard on. It was an awesome interview, just a character. If you want to just learn about like a goofy North Dakota left guard who like has just offensive lineman energy, that's the interview for you. He's a character, man. So check that out if you guys are looking for a fun football watch to learn a little bit more about some of the personalities in the Bengals. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yes. Check, check it out, Familia. Check it out. And also make sure you're checking out Familia FFP on YouTube. Hit that, hit that like, and like, hit that subscribe button. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button. Our numbers have almost tripled since the beginning of uh, this NFL Insider Series. And I know it's because I've got great guests like Willie coming on. Familia, thank you for joining us for this, uh, this great, this great NFL Insider Series. But yeah, you know what? We're not done. We're not done. We got football. You know, we, we got football in a little less than a month. I'm going to have content for you to help you win your league st strategy sessions. You could check out my work on Yahoo. That's that's being published. Other place. We're going to have it in other places, too, where I'm going to keep having guests here uh, on Familia FFB. So keep coming back. Keep coming back and help you win your leagues. Also, make sure you're following me at Jorge Martin 17 on Twitter. Familia FFB everywhere else. And uh, but yes, that Familia FFB on YouTube. Otra vez. Willie, muchas gracias. Thank you all for joining us. And remember, todos somos familia. Salud.